0: Get fired up. Oh, yeah. Performance form- it's, enhancing it's,
1: audio audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell.
0: Oh, yeah. The best song in the history of two-man podcasting. You know it's the SOC because we deep in that copley eye. BC in the house. My co-host, you know him well. He's back where he belongs in De he is a New York Times bestselling author. F the athletic. It's Rafe Bartholomew. Let me lick you up. Let me lick you up.
1: Turn around.
2: Let me lick you all around.
1: Oh, let me lick you, girl. Like you'll love a shoot. Oh,
0: baby. Um, Rafe Rafa. Uh, we got another show for them this week. I you know, I never know if it's going to be good. There's not much to talk about. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. But we're going to give the people what they want, what they need. How the hell are you as an unemployed white male in the year 2020?
1: Uh, I I'm, ha- I'm I'm happy to be here in general, what regardless of the circumstances. Life is a blessing, Brian. Lend and boxing is back. It's all sunshine and rainbows. Lollipops yes. and rainbows. Okay, so let's let's get it on.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Let me, in fact, pour something on top of you, right? Not sugar, not in the name of love.
2: Oh! Okay, Eric, deep Okay, Eric. Let me, let me. Put, put some water, in your water on your bones.
1: Deep breath now. Okay, Eric. Okay, breath. Eric. Deep breath now. Let me, let
2: me. Put some
1: water on your bones. Let me, let me.
2: Lemme put some in
0: your balls. Lemme. Lemme. Lemme
2: lemme put some water in your ball.
0: That's how we started, okay? Early, right? That's how we do it every week to start off. Uh yeah, we got some box- the morning
1: water balls. Forget the morning bird call. You need the morning water That's ball. That's what
0: I'm talking about. Uh we'll have a couple things to talk about today. There's a fat heavyweight who does drugs a lot. Uh, you know, Sergio Martinez has people calling him out. A lot of good stuff, but uh we're here really to just mix it up. We're two guys at the end of the bar who love this hopeless sport, Rafe, okay? And people tune in to hear us. I do have to start the show with a bit of a mea culpa, maybe. Tell me if I'm getting soft in my old age. There are those who listen to this pod, Roth, who believe that maybe, maybe we've been a little bit too harsh. We, not me, we, on all things Bubbles not not the chimpanzee bubble, the, the top rank bubble the qualities of fights the presentations uh you know some man named Dan Kay from from the middle east emailed me no just kidding um uh is that true Rafe then today what's, what you want to celebrate top rank today at least
1: i guess uh i don't know we haven't been that hard on them we've been pretty honest some sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit nobody Nobody. This is not a surprise. I think they're doing the right thing by moving on with the sport in the best way they can. I'm, do your business, guys. Stop complaining. I would like. I'm. Believe me, I'm not watching the fights, so I ain't wasting my time.
0: Oh, wow. I, I ain't got that top rank ish. So obviously, he's gonna do whatever he wants. Yeah, right. So All right, enough. I think that's. Uh, look, what it look,
1: is. look. As any normal fan, like any normal fan out there in the world, for these four-hour broadcasts. Look you, again. ESPN, y'all, I mean, top rank, you are doing God's work for ESPN. Not only are you eating up three or four hours of prime time twice a week when there's no other sports going on, you're also delivering better ratings than all the other rerun, retread crap that ESPN is trying to, I mean, they're they're trying to 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 generate. Look, every kind of nostalgia, they're running out. Uh and so so top rank, you are maintaining a great relationship with ESPN. You're doing a huge solid to this network, and you're doing it under extremely hard circumstances. Congratulations. That is your job.
0: Yes, indeed. I will
1: watch. If somebody tells me there was a great fight on last night, I will go. You, I have the ESPN app. I have ESPN Plus even. So you know what? I'm a customer, and I am going to go back and watch that good fight. If it wasn't a good fight, I ain't going to watch it. I can't
0: tell if you just sent Evan Korn to hell or you propositioned him. Are we, are we effing or fighting here? I'm not sure, but thank you top rank, uh, to celebrate top rank day on today's podcast. We've got a great guest. I've got a great guest. Rafe don't do guests. Um, his name. Well, I'll tell you what he's known for. He's known for being a sexy mexi and he is the only man to defeat unbeaten unified 140 pound champion Jose Ramirez you know why because I saw it
1: with that my own happen, eyes right watch watch the tape Brian it was a close fight he won the early rounds but you got to give JCR credit that guy is a winner he digs deep he 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 came on strong in that fight and really looked good down I look I I've scored that fight in the dark within in my sensory deprivation chamber except for my eyeballs which I needed to see the fight and let me tell you, man. Ramirez squeaked it out. I'm sorry. Well, he, no you know, he no, squeezed no, no, no. one out. If you know no, what I
0: mean. It did exist. Okay, I was there. It did exist. You were sitting next to me. I don't know how you missed that, but that's fine. Uh, we will talk to Jose Zapata, the 140 pound contender. Yes, we knew we knew he was supposed to fight Ivan Baranchik on Tuesday next week in what would have been one of the better fights of this weird summer series. Rafe, that ain't happening. Baranchik out. We do have a new opponent. We're going to get that confirmed from Jose later today on the show uh, and later today when the interview actually happens. Exactly if the rumors are true, who he's fighting. Look, I hear from Tep It's a live body. All right. That's all I got to say, Rafe. OK,
1: we checked him out. He's got a nice looking record. He only won loss. He's got good hair. We we checked out the hair. He he wears it. His name is Kendo Castaneda. Hey, well, so-
0: sauces sauces tell you it might be.
1: Hey, I'm running with it. I believe every sauce I read. I mean, that's what we're. That's that's what keeps the business going, right? Uh, so yeah, he's this guy Castaneda. How, what do you? How would you describe his hair? It's pretty nice. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah pretty nice it's uh Come on, give me a little more
0: it's a little fluffy it's it's uh uh actually i don't know if i've ever seen the guy before Rafe.
1: maybe i oh, should look him up i thought you were looking at the no, same i got guy. it right thought, here yeah he's got my nice see hair. what i see, see when i
0: hear kendo castaneda i think asian am <laughs> i am i profiling what am i thinking kendo stick in pro well wrestling? so
1: so kendo sounds like it's a like it's a japanese first name yeah the- castan castaneda like is either spanish there's also lots of uh Filipinos is named Castaneda because there are a lot of Spanish surnames. In. Ah, Pinoy, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I, 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 th- I mean, I have not looked up Kendo's uh, 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 nationality. Have you? Well, I, he's from San Antonio. Uh, he looks
0: like a like a top Mexican American bloke. So I'm going to go with it. He's got great hair. I actually I'm sporting kind of a quarantine fade, like he is. A little bit long on top, uh, tight on the sides, like tight like the junior prom. on the I sides. saw
1: what I saw was like a shaved on the sides curly mullet.
0: I mean, this, oh, I saw something oh. way,
1: way smoother than yours. are describing. i only
0: got his box-wreck mugshot at the moment. But hey, if I, his name is a quasi penos one, you know what that penis. says to me.
1: That really inspired me, because. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay,
0: you'll never live that down. Oh, we will also review a rap album today. Wow, can't wait to get into that. Oh, uh, Rafe, I did want to. Sh- I want to shout out so many people. I want to shout out a lot of relatives, good friends. I love your daddy. I want to shout out. Uh, look, anyone in your family who's fighting
1: the good fight. We need you to do this. If not for yourself, then for your abuela. Do it for your granddaddy. Do it for your big mama. Do it for your pop pop.
0: Okay, shout-out to your Uh, pop-pop. Shout-out to the typical people, the Irish crew. The Alex Godinez crew still have not confirmed whether he perished due to COVID or he's still around in Sacramento. We'll get to the bottom of that soon. Um, Shout-out to Richard Dwyer. You know, contact me. Yeah. Let's work it out. We have. We already did. Uh, Shout-out to uh, many regions of the country, Rafe.
2: Shout-out to Omaha, Nebraska,
0: Hey, shout out to our good buddy Johnny Sig over here. Who did you did you catch it? He shouted us out in that uh, PSA of the day the other day on Instagram. Did you
1: catch that, Rafe? I'm not on Instagram like that, man. Okay. I, I I just post. I, and look, I hate to say it, but when I Instagram is is bad, man. No, you're bad, okay? No, it's bad because it's like which ones are you gonna stop on? You're gonna stop on Johnny Sig's. You know, shouting us out, or you're gonna stop on something, something else. You know what I mean? Something, something thirsty. Is there where you're going? There's so much on there, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. even look for it. It shows up. It the does. App it knows fine. me. You know what the thing is? You go. All you do is hit that it's search in my button. head, and, and I don't even. I don't like nothing. I don't save nothing. <laughs> but if you if you stop the scroll because something catches your eye, it remembers. <laughs> okay, you know at the bottom
0: of the IG screen. There's that. There's that circle for search, right? Yeah, can, don't ever,
1: don't ever press that in public.
0: You man. don't ever press that around uh, distinct members of your family. Um, all it does is bring up hot chicks. But like, like to your point, it's not ones you've talked out loud about or or thought about or, or written about. It's one like they just know you. That thing knows you. Not good. There's gingers suddenly popping up and not not your type. You know what I'm saying? But uh, not yeah. stuff I need to, I I I need to be able to decide when I look at that stuff. <laughs> you got to be aware of hookers. I mean, Alex Osito found that out.
1: Guys who can't fight out of a crouch are at a disadvantage against hookers like this. You
0: know, when, you know, you got to be careful. OK, wow. All right. I don't know where we were going with that. Oh, we were shouting out. Uh, so, yeah, Johnny, Sig, he's living a good life hitting golf balls yesterday. Shout out to that bloke. Hey, shout out to another member of that network. Um, Kurt Emhoff. We do love his podcast, uh, uh, The Business Life with Kurt Emhoff. Is that what it's called?
1: No, it's called the Boxing Esquire. Yes, podcast.
0: I listened to the uh, DeBella episode yesterday. Freaking loved it. Love, love what. Lo- hey, Kurt, I'm off. I love what you do for me. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. One of the very best. A thank true you. class act. You know, uh, we need to interview him one of these days.
1: And with that, let's close this interview. Okay. That, well, that,
0: well, that was a short
1: conversation. You, you know, he, you know, he was at the famous Jermaine Taylor. Yes. Sam Soliman weigh in yes. with the crazy eyes. And now yes. I, I brought this up when I was on his podcast, but I feel like if he's in our domain, we can we can get really effing get inside yeah, on that yeah. story. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. And you know, I got horny, okay? Yes. <laughs> did you
0: forget you were fight or did man. you just love your all like so much? Man, both. both, thank you. Uh like some Doritos. Uh, shout yeah. Shout out to uh all genders, including Rave Bartholomew. Um we have any gingers in the box
1: game? Oh, I thought you said all genders, including Rafe <laughs> Bartholomew. I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm non, non-binary. I'm just a, a gender unto myself.
0: Um, okay. I do like gingers. We all do. Thank you. I don't know if we have many gingers in this game. Oh, Canelo. Sorry, Canelio. Shout out to Saul. We'll have more on him in the future. Uh, You got anybody else you like in this game? Cowboy Ryan Carl. No, no, people. You got, you got any other shout outs? I like the, uh, him. He's a ginger. Uh the uh the the uh ADK crew call Frock Shout out to Eric Raskin. Great great. Great great podcast with Dan Rafy the other day. Okay. I listen. I I know this game. I hear the I hear other podcasts, all right?
1: Shout out to the Padawan crew. Okay. 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 All
0: right. Uh hey Rafe, you did you know? I wanted you to know that um it's not just boxing and skinheads right now. There are other sports that are either back or threatening to come back. Have you heard?
1: I I've, I've heard of some plans.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know how big you are in Detroit on the other ball game, the old ball game. Right? Right? A baseball? Be- baseball. Yeah, baseball. Is it baseball? Are you a big Tigers fan out there? Are you rocking the Ice Cube I've- D hat? I've yet,
1: to, I've yet to go to uh, Tiger Stadium because, I, I mean, I moved well, out here it's, last it's, summer. It
0: got closed, right? It's yeah, Comerica. it's tough.
1: I don't think this is going to be the year for me at Tiger Stadium. And I think the Tigers are supposed to be the worst team in baseball when yes. baseball comes back. But you know what? It's, it's, they're in better shape than the Pistons and the Red Wings because neither of those teams are invited to the continuation of N- NBA or NHL hockey. And shout out to the Detroit Shock. Yes. Right. that the, the WNBA, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Women are Shout allowed. out to Bill Lambier. Women are allowed on this podcast too, Rafe. Okay. All right. All right. We have rules when we interview them, but women are allowed on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Thank you. All right. Where was I going with that? I think you already know. Okay.
2: I normally don't do interview with women unless I fornicate with
0: them. Uh, Rafe, it's what I was trying to say was that, uh, baseball is coming back. So here's the deal. If you like things in your, Deep in your ear hole. How about the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast by CBS Sports, okay? It's unlike any other. And With baseball set to return July 23rd, guess what, Rafe? It is time to draft. Or maybe it's time to redraft. If you and your friends have already drafted back in March, Rafe, for Fantasy Baseball. Either way, over the next two weeks, Scott White, Chris Towers, Frank Stamfel, they're getting together. They're going to preview every position, let you know who to draft, who to avoid, sleepers, bust. Whoa, what is this, some kind of bust? Well, it's very impressive. And much more. We're also taking your qu- – sorry, we, they. They are, Rafe. They are also taking your questions for the Friday mailbag. Don't tease that bag, okay? What happens? What happens, Rafe? Rafe, you there? You You get the mess. Thank you. Oh, they're going to answer anything you want about the shortened season, all that. It's called the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Find it wherever you find find audio, and also please visit cbssports.com/slash/baseball to start your league today. Twenty twenty Fantasy Baseball. Uh, it's customizable. They got they got things. They got things there. Okay. Thank you, Rafe. When was the last time you played fantasy baseball?
1: Oh man, been a long time. I would say elementary school. It came in the mail.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. I
1: was just checking the mail.
0: What's that, a horny mailman? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Sorry,
1: Brian. I, I was uh, a little slow on the uptake there because when you go into the reads, I, I, I naturally, the, only, the really, the, the thing I spend the most time looking at on Instagram are my man Nico the Rooster Macias' yes. Instagram stories. Him and this bond he has with a baby skunk he found out there uh, in the Hatchapi, the guy, he's hes on another level.
0: He's, uh, yeah, he's interesting, okay? He's interesting.
1: Uh, the question now is how many beers will Nico and his brothers and his father and maybe his sister have tonight in celebration? I don't what? think Nico does anything half-assed.
0: Why does Grish throw the sister, your sister, in? Why does he <laughs> do that? Why? I, I mean... <laughs>
1: Just to be inclusive, you know?
0: If I was Nico's sister, here's what I would say to Todd. Leave me the hell alone tonight. Please leave her alone. Thank you. Thank Please you. Please leave her alone. <laughs> he'll, he'll, I am so feel right now. Feel. I'm very
2: feel. You're very feel. I'm very feel. i
0: Yes, thank you, Eddie. We got more to come from you. Um, hey, here's what we're. Oh, by the way, that wasn't a read. I hear how you, how you summed up when you're reading your advertising script, Rafe. It, that was off. The, read? That was a recommendation off the top of the dome because I support my company so much. Oh, and my I, bad. It'd be sorry. nice. One, one it, it would have been nice one time if you said, "Hey, folks, why don't you listen to the Cop and Pug Show?" I wasn't. Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I see what you're doing at the hot dog stand, Rafe. Okay.
1: No, no, no. Back away from the buffet table.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, hood red stuff with our friends for sure. We're also going to take a quick pause for the cause. On the other side, though, we got Alex Saucedo on this pod. We got a lot more ridiculousness coming your way. It's top-ranked day. We will puff that bubble in a few. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. BC, Rafe Bugs, Alex Saucedo to come. What a heck of a show we got for you. An absolute pounding. Rafe Bugs, there's a bunch of news. And let's start with Tuesday Night Fights from the Bubble. It is Top Rank Day. Woo-hoo! And they had a fighter on there who has balls. He fights like a tough, tough gang member, even if ESPN's broadcast is trying to tell us that he's a reformed boxer. He ain't. Alex Saucedo comes to fight. He he may get tangled with a hooker now and then, but he comes to fight. The only loss against Mo Hooker, he went in there, hey, for, for a quarantine summer season fight. Sonny Fredrickson on paper wasn't that bad. And you know what? Even though it was a wide 10-round unanimous decision win for Saucedo, who I thought looked great, Fredrickson was tough. He got rocked multiple times, never folded, never asked out of the fight. Uh, are you as impressed? And remember, it is top-ranked day, okay? All right? There's a little man in Las Vegas who will be very angry with you if you – if you oh, Are you calling us. him little? <laughs> um.
1: He's not little,
0: uh, Saucedo. I, what do you? I, got? I
1: do like the Uncle Roger. He's, like, hey, he's not little. He's not small. I saw Broner. He's you know, not you, little.
0: You got to be careful, Rafe. I
1: saw corn. He's they, not little.
0: <laughs> you got to be careful against those size guys. Player, this small guy is coming for your title. Thank you, thank you, Rafe Saucedo. Decision win, uh, Frederickson. Your thoughts?
1: He looked pretty good. I, I. I I didn't know how I, people said this was one of the better or uh, better on paper matchups didn't look like it was going to be a whitewash or, or whatever. Uh, so he looked good. He, he didn't, wait, ha- he, he didn't have s- no trouble with him at all.
0: When you said whitewash, were you uh, referring to the staff at the ringer?
1: I don't even know what you're, you're referring to Brian. <laughs> I don't, I don't follow that kind of <laughs> okay, news.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Um, but, um, <laughs> Anyway, no, I thought he, he did look he looked sharp. He did not look like a reformed uh, boxer puncher, but I don't I, he just need I don't think that's ever going to happen for Alex Lacedo and and it's probably not his best path to victory even in big fights. He's going to have to outfight people. He's he has enough athleticism and boxing ability to not just walk face first into punches and he seems to be conscious of those things, but he's still going to get hit a bit cuz he's an aggressive guy and he's fun to watch. It was pretty good TV it didn't turn into a back and forth of amazing war, but not every fight turns out that way. That one, you know, I watched it this morning. I, I wasn't disappointed.
0: Yeah. I liked the explosion. I like, uh, especially in the first round when he looked like he was almost going to get Fredrickson out of there in that first round yeah. with the good combo punching. Um, they made some, Fairly decent points on the broadcast while going a little bit... I mean, look, they're going to hammer the nail. I'm not talking about Grove Stick. They will hammer the nail on that show on ESPN Boxing on Top Rank. I know it's Top Rank Day. Those guys will take a point, and they will beat that horse until it gets euthanized, Rafe. But although he's not a reformed uh, brawler, uh, they brought up Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., and I'm not trying to compare the two fighters. I'm saying... That guy was an all-balls-in-your-face aggressive guy but showed defense, you know, wasn't absurdly reckless even though it was full ahead pressure at all times. And I thought for this level of competition, Saucedo was perfect in that. Constant pressure, didn't get hit back a ton, or when he did, it was, you know, it was counter-defensive jabs and he would come in with two, three shots. So good-looking guy. The, the question is this for me, for you. Top since it's top rank day, let's celebrate. They've they've got you know a wonderful group of not only 140 40 pound fighters, but guys that that we think will probably move to 47 for the potential of entering the greater Terence Crawford sweepstakes, which involves not only fighting Bud but fighting the other guys that move up to do the same. Right, guys like.
1: Oh, I thought you meant moving to 147 pounds and then being part of every terrible internet fight about PVC and top rank, yeah. which should be every every boxer's goal. Yes,
0: uh, yes, interesting there. Uh, you know, the, we're talking Josh Taylor's Mo Hooker's uh, Pro Grave, even though he's not a top rank guy. Um, you it know where, where I'm going Moe with Moe. that, okay? Zapeta, etc. Uh, do you think Saucedo? Th- the guy we left out was, of course, Juan Carlos Ramirez. Hello, two belts. Uh, my man has two belts, yes. Um, <laughs> do, do you think Saucedo can be anything more than a tough ass B side out to these more elite guys that we just mentioned?
1: No, I don't, <laughs> uh, but that's not a problem. You I, don't feel have it. Any, I think. I think he will earn his uh, shots at them and likely fall short in very fun, entertaining fights while they last. I think that, to me, the I know he says that it was, he was weight drained or, or he didn't he didn't have a good camp for uh, Mo Hooker and and he said that was Mo Hooker fighting a dead man. And look, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I hope he gets back into that position to fight against a world title opponent, one of the top five in that in that group, because he's not that far behind them. I think he's right there in the top ten. Uh, so I hope one of those fights gets made. Something that can happen before then, which I, oh, maybe you could uh, ask someone about later today, Brian, is if our guy Chon Cepeda beats
0: – Did you call him Sean? Chon,
1: C-H-O-N, oh, okay, okay. Jose Cepeda. If he beats uh, Castaneda uh, next week, maybe, just maybe, we'll have two nice-looking 140-pound contenders under the top rank banner who just came off winning fights. Maybe they fight, have a great fight. The winner goes on and gets a nice little title shot. Ooh, I like that. And
0: maybe you're... Hey, shout out to Top Rank. Maybe this was their plan by putting these guys on, what, a week, you know, apart or, uh, whatever. Exactly a week apart. So, hey, shout out to that. I'd be down for that fight completely. I did like your use of the words dead and hooker in the same sentence. Normally in boxing, that's a different, uh, subject there. But, uh, yeah, good win for Sauceto. Not a bad night for the broadcast. I know somebody's, uh, trainer, Vargas, Josuez Vargas's trainer and dad. They didn't let him in the bubble. What was that about? Did you hear about that? I didn't really read too much deep into
1: it. Well, he he left. He went. He 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 left the bubble or something, right? He broke a rule and they had he to. Had, he had to go.
0: Was he going to Osuna's? They daughter's- had to get the
1: Sandman and get
0: him off the stage. <laughs> was he going to Osuna's daughter's graduation? Can he come back in with Bernardo? I mean, come on, you know. Right.
1: That they, they have protocols in place for for Bernardo's uh, you know escape and return. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you
0: know what ESPN's missing right now in such a big way? And it's Teddy, it's Teddy. Uh, yes, I'm feeling it. <laughs> You're feeling it. Um, I would love because Teddy. Uh, okay, here was Teddy's greatest skill as a broadcaster, Rafe. Tell me if I'm wrong. The ability to take a crap ass night of fights, tell you that this is a crap ass night of fights, and still make it must see TV because it's freaking Teddy, right? I'm not. I really don't have a prize. Top Rank Day. I I really do like the combination of Joe. Timmy, as they call him, and Andre. And, and Krieg's jumping in now and then. Yes, some of those guys individually can do too much sometimes at one time. But overall, when they're not beating Secretariat until he's a piece of meat in an elite Japanese steakhouse, uh, they, they can they can do some things. But Teddy could save the Summer Series, true or false?
1: I like that idea. I, 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 I understand the tension here or the, the sort of weird uh, – incongruity between having this A-class, polished, pushing narratives, like high, well-oiled machine of a media broadcast entity that ESPN is giving to boxing with that team, Joe Tess and Andre Ward and Tim Bradley Jr. and Kriegel and Bernardo in person doing, conducting socially distanced interviews. It's almost too polished for the product. You, you kind of want – you crave that that dirty friday night fights energy where it's it's teddy and grish fighting over something Yes. teddy giving people a hard time teddy telling people they're wrong teddy going you on a rant teddy stinging kangaroos i just wonder i'm just curious <laughs> You get a few, like, life lessons from Teddy. It's it's all over the place. And and that does kind of, that used to help carry some of the slower Friday Night Fights broadcasts. And maybe, hey, there's, I, I, look, what they're doing is fine. I don't have any problems with it. I don't really – broadcasting is broadcasting. Who cares really? Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't mind them trying – bringing in some weird combinations. Just have fun with it, right? Do some gimmicky stuff even. Maybe, I know maybe the, have
0: somebody who puts the broad in broadcasting
1: uh i don't know what 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 does that term even mean i don't know i don't know i'll let the record show i have no idea what that means you mean like a wider cast a wider net i agree they should cast a nice wide net bring in some bring in like a throwback teddy teddy and joe test night just, oh, that'd be know, nice. Bob night. Papa
0: and Max Kellerman, maybe? That's that,
1: exactly. Yeah, Bob, that would be awesome. They should do that. Bring in Brian Kenny for a night. Yes. Uh, Brian Kenny can work for anyone, right? <laughs> He's he works the chameleon, for DAZone, yes. Fox, yes. You know, yes. Whatever. I would do some, throw in some theme nights, guys. ESPN, I know you come to me for your content ideas, and I know Brian used to run that place, so...
0: Uh, yeah, they could reunite that great team of uh, Joe Tess, Teddy, and Brian Campbell. On what the would side
1: your – yeah, oh, know. yeah. Oh, maybe <laughs> – may, bring back Brian and – and um. Oh, shoot, I'm sorry. I forgot his name. Our dude from uh, Making the Rounds. Uh,
0: Jim Basquil.
1: Yes, Jim Basquil. Bring back J- Brian and Jim on the sidelines doing web hits. Oh, that
0: would be great. That uh, so would be
1: great. What would – okay, seriously, Brian. What would your – Uh, And I know I'm putting you on the spot. What would your favorite broadcast theme night be for for one of these Tuesday, Thursday night jobs? Uh, It doesn't have to be ESPN. You use the entire world of boxing, Caribbean night? I put the lime in the coconut. I
0: mix it all up. I put the lime in the coconut. I drink it all down. Um well WWE, I know we don't talk about them much. They have they've in the past have had like a raw throwback night where they had the guys dress in the eighties jackets and sit at the eighties table and use the old equipment and the old team and the old graphics on the screen. that'd be that'd be a gimmicky thing I could get behind. I would just like a place for Teddy on here. Even if he's sitting in his living room. And they just throw to him every three rounds. What? Why can't Teddy... They, they, hear me out here. Why can't Teddy...
1: Can be, they put Teddy in that Booger McFarland thing? Well, that's a good idea right there.
0: But why the can't... Teddy,
1: the Teddy Mobile.
0: Why can't Teddy become Harold Letterman for ESPN? Are oh, you kidding? I know, well, he's, I know he's insanely he, he overqualified. He would speak the entire round. Well, here's the deal. Okay, number one, you're right. And I know he's insanely overqualified for that position. But... He's entering the or he's already in the I'm old and I'm a caricature of myself mold role. Right. Wow. I said to Teddy.
1: Wow. It is hot.
0: Yes. Wow. It is good. It is great. OK, uh, that would be wouldn't that be a perfect way to include him? But you're right. He would over he'd get into fights with Krieg. Yeah. All right. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe we can't have all the nice things that we want.
1: All right. What about it. HBO Takeover night? Just one night only Ooh. invite lamps back. Invite you already got Max in the house. Let Larry come back. Do HBO HBO takeover night. What
0: if you're disowned right now, and you know there's rumors of your demise, right? <laughs> Would you, uh, when they become available, just hire the entire HBO broadcast ex broadcasting team, kick off everyone? I mean, no, I wouldn't want that to happen. I love me some Todd Grisham, but uh, and just just try to become like fake HBO.
1: Well, that's what they did behind the scenes. I mean, that's yeah, like, right, I mean, right. wisely, right? I mean, that yeah. was a lot of very qualified, good people who were coming off of jobs working in boxing at HBO. I mean, that's exactly who you would want to hire. But yeah, they, they aside from the talent, they really, the, you know, the, the the people on screen, they the zone really did hire a lot of HBO's old boxing production team, and and it's been pretty. I think that was very smart of them. Um, yeah, I don't look. If Lampley wants to get back into boxing whenever he's contractually allowed to do, you know, stuff outside of HBO again, uh, whoever, everyone is going to throw money at him. He is still the guy he will. He until he's going to be the guy. Right. I may not he... want to. He may be moving on.
0: All right. Here's here, Let's it's, look. We have honest conversations on here. OK. And so, I lo- you know, I love Jim. I lo- we all love Jim. He's the greatest at his position at his position. He's the greatest to ever do it. OK. With that said. Eh, little, little, little washy, little washy last few years, right? I'm not
1: little saying washy. he's my favorite. All right, so what, I have well, my issues with with Jim Lampley. Is, is he's any... a lot of people he didn't give fair shakes to. In my I could opinion. see.
0: I see where your lips are going.
1: If my lip reading is correct, he called him a bitch.
0: Um, no, he called you a bitch. Uh, but what I'm saying is, uh, I want you know, what if it was a thing where it's like, yeah, Jim's back, oh yeah, and then you start listening, you're like. Oh boy, we're 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 in the next we're in the we're in that last chapter.
1: Are you are you predicting that Jim Lampley becomes the next Sugar Ray Leonard, where every new startup uh, has to hire him for the first month and, and get a, yeah, get a lot yeah. of headlines, and then they realize, oh my god, bro, we have to stop this, get get off the bus.
0: It's hard for me to say things bad about Sugar Ray Leonard because not only is he like my second favorite fighter ever, and in a lot of ways, along with the Rocky movies, the reason I became a boxing fan. But Rafe. Uh, he is the worst at his position of all time, and it's hard to say things bad about him because in, he's one of those rare people. I will say this: he's one of those rare people. You know, the whole don't meet your heroes. You know, they'll let you down and show you that they're human, that they're a holes. He is the he exceeds expectations in person. He is the sweet, genuine. He'll touch your heart and your soul. The exact okay?
1: opposite of dazzling Darren Barker. Then, uh,
0: well, I- I'm going to give Barks a pass because he did follow me on Twitter. We did have a couple interactions on there. I think it was just, you know, who knows? Maybe his wife was upstairs about to give birth, and he was- had to run down and get her water or something. You know, you got to give the guy a chance, okay? Maybe you
1: just looked like some crazy drunk American. And he was like, I don't want to,
0: look, like, I-, I don't want
1: to deal with this mate.
0: Uh, yeah, I would have. I would have campéon the crap out of him, so it's probably a good move on his part.
1: No, I don't know. I, I, the way you can camp campéon like almost no one else can, I, I think any fighter would want that experience.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Wow. Sounds like I, <clears throat> I had a weird cough there. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm very, very confused with this. It's danger, you no? Know? Danger, you no?
0: Know? Uh, Rafe, COVID numbers through the roof. You have any uh socio political takes on that?
1: No, uh, look, it, it, it's, everything is bad right now. The horse is out the barn. I don't, we're all, we all lost our jobs. Um, some, some, the, when, when the two collide, it's going to be, it's it, it ain't going to be, it's going to be a challenge.
0: All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, moving on, Sergio Martinez comeback has been a continuing story. Uh, what I forgot, what I didn't mention last week when I brought up the idea of, uh, of Koto. Of and you said, Hey, Mr. Nuts, Mr. Nets. It was a great moment on this podcast. How I mean, did I, how did I not, that's, that's Mr. Knee and Mr. Nuts, uh, Mr. Nets and Mr. Nuts.
1: No, that's, uh, you said Sergio Martinez come back.
0: Yeah. And then when we were he's talking not about Mr.
2: Nuts, or yeah, me, yeah, he's, Oscar, Mr. Nets. he's right. Mr. Knee.
0: All right. I set that up wrong, but my point on <laughs> talking about the Oscar comeback last week, yes, you're right. And bringing up, Hey, he should fight Koto. How the hell did I not think of Sergio Martinez in that moment? And all of our listeners jumped on in various forms of communication and sliding and came in with that. Of course, Rafe. 47 year old Oscar against what? 44 or 5 year old Sergio at middleweight? Uh, How about
1: Cotto Margarito 3? Uh, no. Come on. Uh, no, come on. No no no, 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 no. You don't Rafe, want
0: that? Rafe, at least give me the satisfaction.
1: Look, Tony deserves a chance to finish that fight because. The New York Commission screwed him. Uh, well, he was turning that fight, right, Brian? Well, smoke, that, it broke smoke. Is that your heart. favorite terrible uh, – yes. what is your favorite terrible conspiracy theory? Tony Margarito was turning that fight around. Uh, Salito was coming on against Mikey Garcia. The open
0: scoring in Canelo Trout when one guy had him up 8-0. Um, yeah. That, that was, was a real...
1: conspiracy, though.
0: No, but seriously, sa- satisfy me, please. Pleasure me, Rafe. Sergio okay. Oscar – it's actually a good ass fight in theory, right? Like, you really don't know what it would look like.
1: No, I don't. I don't know what any of. Well, if that's the only criteria, then <laughs> yes, it is, Deb. There's a lot of those involving Oscar. Any fight involving either of those is going to be a really good fight because I have no idea what either of them will look like. Um, I would. Look, I'm down. If these guys want to do old guy fights, I love them. I wish them the best. It's a little bit dangerous, but. They're they're fighters. It's very hard to, to get that out of one system.
0: Yeah. All right. Don't block them from doing what they what they want to do. It's 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 who they Especially are.
1: Especially Sergio. I don't. Either maybe maybe Maravilla only wants he just kind of wants to get his name out there. He enjoys the attention. He enjoys the interviews. And I don't, I don't I don't begrudge him that. That's cool. Or he is just desperate for any fight. I mean, he calls someone out. Every month, it seems, he's like, I, and, and always in like the most polite Instagram video where he's like, you know, he's speaking in Spanish, he's like, my good friend, I believe we should, we should <laughs> engage in gentlemanly combat because I love to fight and so do you. And I'll see help you in the ring. Us.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, that's the news item this week that uh Sergio... Somebody else might have next, my friend, and it's Kermit, it's Wash Kermit, the Wash Husk of Kermit Sintron, who's still doing eight rounders on the Philly club circuit. Shout out to him. He wants that rematch. Uh, if you remember and you do, sure, sure. Yeah. I don't, won that I, that's fight a twice. bad memory, Jim. He won the fight twice, yet still settled with a draw. And, uh, he, first of all, it should have been a knockout. Second of all, he got screwed on the cards. Uh, would you have any interest? In
1: that. Well, yeah, I would have interest. I, 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 kind of would like to see Sergio get in that ass uh, and and finish the job. Oh man! But, uh, um, but at the same time, I want Sergio to make some money if he comes back. I don't think he's going to make any money for for a rematch with Kermit Centron. I want him to get some Oscar money. I want him to make get some that photo money, player. Yeah, right. some right. some good washed on washed crime money. You don't come back to for for. Thirty grand to fight Kermit Cintron in in Pittsburgh. Sorry, nothing wrong with Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: let's say Chicago. He's from Chicago.
0: Who Kermit?
1: Yeah, he know. from Florida now. Uh, I don't
0: know. I don't he lives know. in Florida. I don't really yeah I, I, I can't I can only follow so many things at one time all right uh Rafe also in the news cycle oh and shout out to uh I think Kermit was on the ask the Ex- experts podcast with current Batia I did not get a chance to listen to that where the call out was made so I'm sure you, Rafe you do the tour of all the podcasts I'm sure you heard that but um Rafe let me move on here um, I don't
1: I don't listen to no gelled hair podcasts. I'll oh, say that how
0: dare you how dare you uh is that also a slight at Dan Canobio he's got great hair all right
1: i watched that does he does he publish that as a as a podcast too uh probably I watched that on twitter probably.
0: Probably he can count punches. He can hit wiffle ball
1: home runs in his dad's backyard. Nice, nice. I, I always, I just like to get the two, the <laughs> boxing minute thing back when he used to do that. that was my that favorite. was good. That, that was, was a good, brilliant one. boxing content.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, good boxing content, uh, Rafe, you you grew up in New York in the peak of underground rap in the '90s. Like you didn't like, you know, you 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 know Mason Betha. You know him as a pickup ball player, not as a rapper. You're that deep. You're that old school. Adrian Broner is back. Not in the ring, Rafe, but on a CD, right? I don't know if it – like, I was taught never accept the CD. I did that once in Brooklyn before a, Bar- a Barclays fight, and then the guy followed me down the road and, you know, asking for mine. I was like, dude, I didn't even want this. I was just trying to not be rude to you. Uh, this It's an LP, six songs. It's called Still Adjusting to Fame, and his Nate dog on this is Cook LaFleur. Cook LaFleur. Rafe, before I uh, sample a bit of Adrian Broner's Still Adjusting to Fame – did you read the lengthy <laughs> recap uh, review posted by Dick Hercules on um, on the Queensbury Rules? I, I did not. I didn't read that yet. Okay, it's a very entertaining and damning piece, but it's very entertaining about uh, that. But here we go, Rafe uh, Broner's back, and here's a little sample of the opening track, still adjusting to fame.
2: Yeah. Hey,
0: Mm. Lemme, 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 lemme. Uh Rafe, um so far, and I got two more, but so far, are you impressed? I mean there's a little auto tune in there, there's
1: some hot beats. Yo, I don't know. I, I I don't. I hope it works out. Look, it's the, with some of the rappers out today that are popular. They don't sound. They don't rap any worse than that, right? I mean, I I hate to be a rapidly rap guy. I know that's some. That's like a classic old head thing to do. But you, you you know you don't got. You don't have to rhyme really anymore. You don't have to be able to rhyme well or have you know flows and sound and basically be clever. So that that lowers the bar of entry. If he can generate enough hype and get some good production behind him god bless i hope he makes a lot of money and and spends it wisely um that song only thing like his voice sound is he's too he's too he sounds a little too high pitched a little too whiny to me
0: well let me spoil ya rafe with the next track called spoil ya, spoil ya, I, spoil ya. I
2: know we had a couple setbacks but you stayed down, you're so loyal Bet you now got bones you to
0: i spoil you uh you think that was song was soft side i love the soft, off, side, that nice. loved Is, the soft would, side that was very much like l i mean ll could bring it early but then ll could be like i know, need
1: love i need
0: love you know um that was soft when i'm alone
1: like in my room sometimes i stare in the Ooh. wall and in the back of my mind Ooh. i hear my conscience call
0: yeah 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 sometimes i, I got love. my stick in my hand i don't know what to do yeah uh I, I I was down for early LL. By the way, I had uh, bigger and deaf Radio, because I had radio. Uh, of course, I had Mama said knock you out. Um, great stuff.
1: I didn't see. I I got off the LL. Yeah, train. you're right. That was Broner's around the way girl. That was his you're version right. of around the way girl.
0: And I got off the LL train when it when it became only about the soft sultry side. And it became more about, let me like lick my oh, lips. and you, do. You weren't into Hey Lover. No, Come on, song... I got off the train. I, you know, I got, I was done with that. Okay.
1: Uh, so he was, he was, that was some sick, dirty macking to use a term. I'm too old to use. Like that song was just about creeping on some man's girlfriend and telling her, getting in her ear, telling her all kinds of things. He doesn't even know he was making up stories about how he's a bad boyfriend. Didn't know anything about the man. That was that was some low stuff. But, man, I, I it still hits me. It still hits me that song.
0: Well, one of the main It's crit- more than a crush. One of the main critiques. And look, I could have just come out here and crapped all over this, but I'm actually trying to give it a chance, right? I mean, Roy Jones Jr. does timeless rap. We've talked about that on the show that before, okay? Um, one of the critiques from Dick Hercules was that Adrian Broner's name is on this six song LP, but he's barely on it. And Rave, trying to find clips to play for you, you got to scroll through like the whole song to find that one time AB's on it. So is that smart? Is that a bit of a bait and switch to, to let Cook Laflair have all the uh, the spotlight here?
1: Maybe, maybe he's going for like a DJ Khaled type thing where he's kind of just like the impresario who brings all this stuff together. And hangs out and he'll get on the track for and, and make some noises do some ad libs uh but it's really about the 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 entertainment you get from an adrian broner production you yeah, know the fair. problem you get
0: that's that's true well that's that's a good segue because the last song i have for you is called problem and we know that's his that's his nickname and here we go to my and i got a ball and prop, bottle popping in the club like i got a drinking problem
2: Oh, all right.
0: Um he's got a lot of pro- he's got ninety-nine of those problems if you listen to the whole song, Rafe. It, it, I, look,
1: who who could have thought of rhyming problem with problem so many times?
0: Alright. So do you have a final review on what you've heard? Uh is this It sounds like it just sounds like sort
1: of generic 2020 rap music with you know some auto tunes sort of trap beats who cares it's not I good for him it's it's not it's not embarrassing it's just unremarkable
0: okay okay I'll, I'll accept that i'll accept that all right let's roll on here also in the news oh i did want to ask you related to this because we got time because we have nothing to talk about here Rafe. so uh let me ask you this uh it was it has always been said and people laugh at me when i say this but they're wrong that shaquille o'neal might be the best athlete rap crossover OK, his, his whole career wasn't great, but that not only did the, the appearance with the Fushnickens come off as legit, but that first CD is not. Hold on hold on. No
1: appearance with Fushnickens. Fushnickens doesn't come off as legit oh, no, in no, the no, first no, place. No, no,
0: no. I, I was a big Fushnickens fan. Yeah,
1: movie. that's yeah. why they that that. That's that's the audience they were going for. Oh, how dare you? How dare... Come on, those hats.
0: How dare... you, Are you trying to say that these guys aimed for generic white suburban guys like me?
1: That was the uh recipe. I'm a white boy
0: and I'm
1: jacked. Deal with it.
0: All right, um, <laughs> Rafe. What I wanted to say with that was, uh, okay, like Shaq's third, fourth, fifth album, it's it's lame at that point. But early on, he had it, and I think you can agree that Roy Jones does have a timeless quality to his style. Do you have any other? Are you a big Dame Lillard fan? Lillard. Are you a big Kobe fan? Didn't who had the unreleased album? Was that Iverson?
1: Uh, Iverson. I think Kobe had one. Uh, Chris Webber's album did come out, I think, but I never listened to it. Oscar Three- won a
0: Grammy, bro. Oscar won a Latin Grammy. Okay,
1: pretty cool. I I bet he cleaned up at the Latin Grammy Awards oh, too. Wow,
0: wow. Yes. Okay. It was hot. Yes. You you feel it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thick. <laughs> well, uh, Oscar was a freak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess that conversation's over. Rafe, let's move on. Uh, Big Baby Miller. Oh, yeah. Whack. Next. Um, <laughs> he failed drugs for, like, the, according to Dan Raphael, who's calling him Big Dummy on Twitter, for the sixth time, Rafe. And uh, so here's the deal. So, like, boxing, they don't seem to punish you. There's, like, no punishments, right? He didn't get punished, really, after falling out of the AJ fight. I kind of think he should get maybe not a lifetime ban, but he should get a legit, like, you cannot fight for five years. Or you know, or or whatever, and I feel like he's going to get that kind of ban anyway for a while because no one's going to want to mess with him and take that chance. But this is comical in a sport that we assume many guys, many guys are using. In fact, I've looked
1: at a lot of guys, Brian. If we did, yeah, (laughs) a lot of those guys are uh, are on something.
0: You got to look at the whole man when you're having these type of conversations. And I will say this. if we did a Patreon version of this podcast where we did look at the whole man.
1: I've looked at a lot of guys.
0: I would tell you more often than not, right, after a couple of drinks, that I would think most of our heroes, they were, they have, they will, and they still are. And that's the bottom line. So does this just make Big Baby like a really – like he's not hes not only a cheater, most people are. He's just a really bad cheater,
1: correct? it appears that way that is the the um conventional wisdom that seems to that i do tend to agree with about doping is that it's more beating the test is is more of about strategy and planning and being off the stuff you need to be off of when the test is coming in you know cycling on and off they definitely this has been figured out in many sports including boxing and it's widely presumed that it occurs and and there was a big window for uh Baby Miller and pretty and pretty much any fighter to do a lot of cycling on and off uh, during the hiatus, and also because they're not none of these fights are getting full three months of VADA testing before they step in the ring. It's really just whatever Nevada does, and I believe Nevada wisely uh, required Big Baby Miller to get you know to get enhanced testing from them, and I think they use vada for some period of time even if it wasn't like a full 12 week period uh, and they caught him i look it's it's is it's bad that he did it it's bad that he's done it so many times i, I don't know if uh, i'm not going to call him dummy or stupid if, even if they he screw, he and his team screwed this up also it's weird to say oh you screwed up huh you because you you didn't cheat right it, it, it's, it's 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 just such a mess and also you know, I, I was listening to Teddy Atlas's um, Teddy Atlas's podcast this week, and he broached this subject. And I think you could tell there was a little bit of score settling in this suggestion from Teddy, Teddy that Teddy. promoters on. and managers also uh, face some consequences when uh, a fighter of theirs is, you know, gets caught cheating. Because it's like, well, you represent this person. Do you do you represent cheaters? Do you want people to? Go in there and essentially commit crimes in the ring because you know the, this is a combat sport. Uh, while I, I think the you know like sort of oh death penalty for the promoters, of course not. But it may be some kind of financial like consequence, something that that to create a, a negative incentive to for for promoters to to just sign up fighters who they think are juicing or or have reason to believe or or are coming off of non suspensions for huge uh, violations like big baby Miller was maybe something because you can't blame top rank for signing baby Miller and trying to pull, roll him out there again. He had a name. He, you know, has looked like a half decent contender in, in his limited experience, which appears to probably have been aided by some drugs. Um, and all those, those are all marks against him, but there was, he, he's still out there. And he still is a live name, a live body, someone they can make money off of. And if there's no reason for them – they don't face any consequence for doing business with with, with that kind of athlete, then why – then you really can't blame them for doing it. So I think that we – I don't know if there is any way of – who can impose a fine on a promoter? No one. I don't know. Yeah, give up. I give up, I think is the Here's answer. Here's
0: what's interesting on that topic. It's top rank day. We're going to do this softly. It's
1: right. not top rank's fault. It's not time. To- it's every, this could be, it, every, everyone is involved. You, everyone in boxing is involved with this.
0: I'm just reminding you that there's a receipt in this game and you owe top rank right now. So, Rafe, uh, Dan Rayfield on the Showtime podcast this week did sort of out, wonder out loud because he mentioned that there were members of top rank's internal team who were very against signing Big Baby, but that Grandpa may have done it so- solely out as like a favor or a solid to one James Prince, manager to the stars, right? The the man behind Andre Ward, Shakur Stevenson, and uh, the ghetto, formerly behind Floyd, and then we all know you can only say that man's name out loud in a podcast too many times without being investigated for rightful reasons. He's an OG, Rafe. Okay, I respect that man. I love me some James Prince, J J Prince. Um. What does that say
1: about grandpa? They're just doing business. Yeah, he's just doing business. Okay. Why again? Okay. Why not? If there's no reason look, someone was going to this is this is why he did it. Someone was going to sign Big Baby Miller, right? If grandpa didn't, then Golden Boy might have Then some other. I mean, well, he already had Salita promotions, but, you know, I think he was look shopping around for a bigger office. He could have gone. He could have worked with PBC because they're not even a promoter. And someone would have would have put him back on. On the same exact schedule that top rank had him on, nobody was going to like turn away and treat him like a pariah because he he did what every half of the other, at least a lot of other boxers are doing. so yeah. um, that's why he did it and there was money to be made.
0: Uh, I think Miller is co-promoted by not only top rank but by Salida and Greg Cohen. If you remember that guy. I think Greg Cohen Cohen's in jail, jail right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Austin Trout, not a big Greg Cohen fan. Wow. Uh shout out to the uh Beth staff, by the way. They're Austin Trout hashtag never forget. Uh, Rafe, let's let's throw quickly before the show gets too long to uh to my friend and yours, the future of the one hundred forty pound division. Uh he's a Mexican American, he's a man. His name is Jose Zepeda. Okay? All right, you ready for this?
1: I am so ready. I okay, was born ready. Thank
0: you. you. You are next, Jose. Coming at you. Enjoy.
2: Hello, Brian.
0: Jose Zepeda, oh,
2: who may not,
0: <laughs> who, who just might be the best 140-pounder in the world. Great chatting with you. How you doing, man?
2: Good, good. Thanks a lot, man. I'm doing good, feeling good. I'm just ready to get in there Tuesday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We thought you were going to face, of course, Ivan Baranchik, Tuesday night in the bubble that Top Rank's got going on in Las Vegas. I was broken up to see that fight fall apart. Tell me about getting that phone call and what you thought right away.
2: It was, uh, I believe it was a Friday, and and I was training, then my brother was the one that told me. Uh, he told me about um, Ivan getting hurt. Uh, so we didn't know, we didn't, at first we didn't know if it was serious or not. So, um, I thought it was still going on. And then they were saying that it was going to get postponed one week. I was all right with that. Uh, but then, but then the days passed by and I was there, they told us like, oh, he's not going, you know, he's injury is serious. So I was like, oh, whatever it is, I just want to fight the seven. I mean, I, I'm ready. I was ready. And I've been working for a long time. Yeah,
0: that fight would have been an absolute banger and would have been an important step for you. Luckily, the card will go on. You'll still headline Tuesday night's card on ESPN. But Kendo Castaneda is is what everybody's reporting that is the replacement. Considering the situation, Jose, you could have done a lot worse. It's not like you got access to everybody with the quarantine. This is still a pretty good fight.
2: Yeah, yeah and I'm happy for that. I'm really happy with Top Rank, who's, who's giving me all these fights. Um, and I'm really happy for that. Really thankful with them, and yeah, thank God the fight didn't get canceled. I'm fighting this uh, new guy. I don't, I don't really know much about him. Um, but I believe it's going to be a good fight because of his record. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure he's ready. That's why he's taking the fight. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to
0: it. Uh, that's a tough decision to make when you have this opportunity, but you've got what a couple days to prepare for a new guy. Uh, is that a hard decision to make?
2: Um, I don't I don't I don't think so 'cause uh I'm always gonna be doing my thing in inside the boxing ring, my boxing. And and that's that's you know, it doesn't matter if if the opponent changes, uh, I'm still gonna be doing my thing and, and that's that's you know part of boxing. You have to do your own you have to do what you do best inside the ring and not get out of that line. So so e- everything is gonna come out good. I mean I I'm already, I'm ready, I'm in shape, so that's all I need.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about a very important night in the career of Jose Zepeda, and this is a name, El Shone. Your name. We talk about you a lot on this podcast for a reason. My co-host and I made the journey to Fresno, California. You remember the night, February tenth, twenty nineteen. I sat in the front row, and I watched Jose Zepeda land deliver the first loss in the career of Jose Ramirez. Uh, there were three judges that didn't see it the same way, my friend. Hell of a performance that night. Uh, it's still real Thank to you. me. I I think you're the champ right now. How hard in a fight that close, a fight that great? How hard is it when it ends up being a majority decision the other way?
2: Um, it was hard. I'm not gonna lie. I I did think I won the fight, and and, and after the fight, when I when I was able to, you know, watch the retape. I was, you know, it was it was more. Uh, there was more evidence that I won the fight. Um, at the end of the day, you know, this is not the first time something like that happens in boxing. Uh, I I just try to tell myself next time because I know there's going to be a next time. Uh, next time it happens, I'm going to make sure it's it's even even a, a bigger margin of, of of a fight. I'm going to try to win all the rounds, and I'm not going to give them. Uh, I'm not going to give the judges uh, the opportunity to, to, you know, to make mistakes.
0: And, look, this is nothing against Jose Ramirez, a, a great fighter, probably an even better person, but I just feel like you had better craft that night. You were landing the cleaner counter shots. You dealt with his pressure really well for the first two-thirds of it. Uh, you know, in, if hindsight's twenty twenty, would you throw more punches? What would you do? I mean, you, do you think the judges were just rewarding his activity the whole night?
2: I think the I think the crowd had a lot to do, because uh, the judges they can hear everything that's going on in the stadium, and and every time Ramirez was throwing a punch, even though he was missing, the people will, will go crazy. There were sometimes where Ramirez would throw flur flurries and and like three, four, five combination combo, he wouldn't hit not one, and people were going crazy. And even the commentators they were saying, "Oh, he already has Jose," but you know. They didn't see that. They, not one of those punches landed. It was just me moving. I think next time it's it's obviously going to be yeah more punches, but my body language will be way better, and uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna make sure the referees see what's going on inside the ring and and and. And yeah, I believe it's going to be a whole different, a whole different fight.
0: Absolutely. Uh, tell me about how you put together your style, because the first time I saw you on TV, I was like, "Ooh, he kind of, kind of resembles some of Sergio Martinez in terms of the counter punching and the slick movement." Uh, where did you sort of put all that together?
2: Um, to be honest, just with sparring, you learn a lot. Of, you learn a lot when you're sparring. Every time you spar, you learn. Um, by sparring big names, you also learn a lot. Like, like I sparred a Mayweather. I sparred a, a Timothy Bradley, I, um, Jerry, Jesse Vargas. I sparred a, a lot of champions and, and you learn, you learn new stuff, uh, from them and, and from yourself too, in, inside the sparring. So I think, I think I've all along, it's, it's been the sparring that sometimes, uh, it gets my, my style more and more, uh, um, Mm, effective
0: yeah absolutely i i I gotta ask man you got an opportunity to to spar the great floyd mayweather uh i know you know obviously it's a sparring session but but how'd you feel you did in that type of setting
2: great no 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 it was it was really great uh uh i think floyd recognizes me now and 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 he he saw me a couple times there and he he said hi you know and and yeah he he knows who i am he he thought it was a good sparring one time he called me at at one in the morning, you know how he spars at one in the morning sometimes, so and I was the one that that went over there and sparred him. It was only me so yeah i i i think I think it was a great experience it was a huge experience for me that's
0: cool what what year was that what what flight was that for Floyd that he was preparing for
2: yeah I, that was for the many Pacquiao fight yes. uh, I, I believe two thousand fifteen gotcha gotcha all right well look you I got
0: to give you a lot of credit because you took that close loss to Jose Ramirez and they gave you another really big opportunity. And that was that showcase fight with uh, with Jose Pedraza, where we really didn't know which direction that fight was going to go. And I have so much respect for Pedraza and to see you come out there and handle him, man. I feel like you announced to everybody that, you know, you're not just a tough out that could give a champ a tough night. You're potentially a future champion here. So tell me about that Pedraza fight and how you were able to get the upper hand.
2: Um, I have always believed in my boxing, and I knew that I was I was faster and 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 I was smarter than than Pedraza because he's a boxing, you know, he's a, he's also a boxer, a good thinker. So I kind of knew that was I had I had a I I had the the upper hand on on him because I I really thought I was faster and smarter than him. So that's how the fight went. Uh, it was there was for, for some some times. Uh, we were thinking too much, but then at the end of the day, I was able always to either counter him or start the fight, and and it was it was uh, it was a great experience for me. I think I think I could have done better, but I know that that Ramirez fight and then and then this fight with uh, Pedraza, man, I'm I'm a whole different fighter, and I believe you're gonna see it the seventh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember in the uh, post-fight interview, uh, after beating Pedraza, you had made mention that this was like the greatest day of your life for, for, you know, beating such a big name and proving to everybody. Uh, When you make statements like that, you got to be thinking back to the long road that it took to get there. Uh, You know, how how sweet was that victory?
2: It it was sweet because, you know, I don't know if you you know that my first title fight was against uh, Terry Flanagan. It went. It went really bad. Uh, I I had a dislocation dislocation uh, dislocated shoulder uh, in the second round, and I, I was doing really good on my past fights. I was looking good, and and my promoter, you know, we were talking big about all these upcoming fights. But then that happened, uh, and since then my career started going down a little bit because after that Terry Flanagan fight, I fought. Three months later, and then the fight got—it was a no contest because I got a headbutt. Yeah. So my my career started going downwards, and 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 finally, I you know I just kept going, just kept going, kept fighting in Mexico until I got the opportunity with uh, with Ramirez. I'm actually thankful with Ramirez because he gave me the opportunity to make myself known. You know, that's how people started here in the United States started to know me better. And then after the Pedraza fight, okay, now, it's, now people know it's, I'm for reals. You know, it's just not one fight uh, that I did good, but I'm for reals. And, and, and I'm happy for that. Now my career starting to go up. And I do believe that the people still have a lot to see in me. I still have a lot to, to give to the sport. And I don't think he's seen the best of me yet.
0: That's awesome to hear. I mean, uh, you've, you're really putting the experience together and using it for you. Are you still with uh, Freddie Roach as a trainer?
2: No, I, I I'm with my brother. We fought uh, the last fight with Pedraza. I was I was already with my brother only. Gotcha. Um, the la- the last fight with with uh, with Freddie Roach was the Ramirez one.
0: Uh, how was the Roach experience a positive one for you? Because I think that was also a big part of people taking notice with you when you're with a a big name coach like that.
2: Oh, definitely, man. I I, I told Freddie it was it was it was an honor to be part of his of his team, to be a fighter of his. You know, he's a he's a he's the biggest trainer I I think in the world of all time. So I, I told him, man, it was it was it was great meeting him. It was great getting to know him, being his his student. And I learned, I did learn a lot from, from Freddie. Uh, but it, uh, the only reason why I'm not with him anymore is because it is kind of far from where I live. So, so that's the only reason why I, I stopped going over there. But, but uh, I thank Freddie a lot, and I did learn a lot from him.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the future here. And, and no disrespect, you got Kendo Castaneda in your future on Tuesday night, and that's going to be fun to see you get that opportunity. But if you keep winning, uh, <laughs> top ranks building something here, and what I mean is they got a lot of fun interesting world class one hundred and forty pound fighters. And then they also have Terrence Crawford at welterweight who doesn't really have uh access, let's say, to the big name welterweights at the moment. So uh how do you sort of map your future in terms of what's important to you and that potential of ever moving up to one forty seven now that guys like Josh Taylor are saying they're looking to do that.
2: Well to be honest I I, I right now right now I have four names on mine right now all right four names and those are the wbc the wbo the IBF, <laughs> and the wba
0: <laughs> that's a good focus stay in this division keep it up well let's let's stay in this division then do you think top rank and jose ramirez uh if you stay on this run that you're on are looking to get you back a second time
2: yeah, I believe so. I I think like I said, um I'm really gr- uh, grateful with with Top Rank. Thankful with Top Rank and and I believe if they are giving me all these type all these fights, that means they are building something. There's like you said, they have all these they have the two champions at 140 uh and they have they have other 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 fighters. or very good fighters at 140. So uh hopefully after this fight like you said, not not to uh I'm not passed through Castaneda, you know, first first we have to win this fight. But after that, uh, I believe there's big fights uh, uh, and hopefully the titles, man, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Maurice Hooker's around. You got uh,
0: Regis Progre, you got the champions. Uh, we're going to see, we were supposed to see the champion. Jose Ramirez put his two belts on the line against Victor Postal, and that fight got postponed a second time. Uh, what do you think about that fight in terms of who would get their hand raised?
2: Of who? I'm sorry.
0: Jose Ramirez against Victor Postal.
2: I think I think it's too much pressure from from Ramirez and and Ramirez is is strong and he could take a, a punch. And uh, and uh, Postol is not gonna move too much, uh, so it's gonna be there for 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 Ramirez. I believe Ramirez is gonna just overwhelm him with so many punches and and. And I believe if not a knockout, it's, it's going to be our Ramirez, I believe.
0: Right, well, hopefully we'll get to see that when the fights come back. Uh, how has this quarantine been like for you from the standpoint of staying in shape? And, you know, uh, there's not as much money out there to, to, to come back without a crowd. There's a lot of craziness in life right now. Let's be honest. How have you navigated this whole stretch?
2: You know, I have I have no excuse. I, I've been training hard. uh, uh I was for three, maybe four weeks here at the house, just training with my brother and and on a heavy back, I bought a heavy bag and i I hang out on the house and and no excuse I've been working out as hard you know as other times and then for the rest of the camp, I did have a, a gym here at Baldwin Park, and I was able to train in there and you know I've been able to work great and and thank 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 god i you know I haven't had a lot of complications. Absolutely. Great to see you get this chance to be back Tuesday night,
0: ESPN in the bubble in, in MGM Grand Convention. It's you, Kendo Castaneda. Uh, let's close with this. If if people are listening and they don't know a lot about Jose
2: Cepeda, what should we know about the man? Um, I, um, I'm a southpaw and I, and I am, I am going to go for the title again. Uh, I, I believe I, I could be a world champion and like i said it they haven't seen uh they haven't seen the best of Jose Cepeda. i think the 7 is going to sh- is going to help me show that a little more but uh the big fights are coming for me ramirez and and josh taylor that would be absolutely
0: great to see uh great chatting with you chone it's been a pleasure man i uh, love your fighting style and your demeanor in there uh, i think you're going to be holding that belt soon enough so best of luck
2: on tuesday night thank you thanks, thanks a lot for the interview
0: all right, special thanks. to Top Rank Day to Jose Zapeta, Evan Korn, helping us out there as your State of Combat Content Provider of the Year going on two years now, even if there wasn't a trophy last year, Rafe. We all know who got the score right on that one. Uh, Rafe, uh, under the, uh, the Flux Capacitor, uh, Back to the Future 2, this interview took place. Wait, as we are talking now, the interview like already took place in the show, but not in real life. Does that make any sense?
1: I don't know if it makes sense, but I know what you mean in that. I don't know what you two talked about, but in in actuality, that could be true any week. You could have, you could have, I could have been there and I still probably wouldn't know what you two talked about. I would have been off in La La Land.
0: Yes. 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 Thank
1: you. What is this? I'm looking at you, Brian. Yes. And you keep squeezing something. uh, My, uh, Is that like, is that, Performance enhancing. I wish it was. Uh, My
0: team at CBS Sports sent me some new equipment. And in that box of equipment, Rafe, was this. It looks like a turkey baster, but it blows air and it's meant to blow air and get the dust specs in the garbage off of your keyboards and the cracks of your things. Because I have a lot of tech issues, probably no surprise, Rafe. Um, but uh, I just started using it as a self fan. It
1: blows. Wait, wait is me. the is the are the tech issues related to you spilling crumbs all over it, your electronic pa, equipment? I wonder if they are. That would be great, like pizza crust and all kinds of nasty gunk all over from your quesadilla eaten.
0: Oh, How? How dare you? Wow. Wow. All right. Yes. Uh, hey, Rafe, uh, we got a couple
1: more. Remember on uh, this is this is a bad 10 Do you remember on the Biggie, the first Biggie album? Yes. The, the, when that uh, the is song that was respect on respect is like you Oreo cookie eaten like he's he's having sex with yes, a woman yes i do yes. remember that yes and she's calling him a grape you know grape soda drinking <laughs> oreo cookie eating and she, anyway and then the song begins please, was, back in the day they used to have inappropriate skits before every yes, song and yes. it
0: was great uh did a what's your name uh uh you know did what's your name and get at you yesterday
1: <laughs> <laughs> <He's nuts. laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. Who? Who? Dick? You in? Right. Remember that from DMX? Yeah. I. We'll edit that part out after. Okay. Yep. Yep. He's come out of my nut sack. So he's gonna be good, isn't he? Yes, he is.
1: Uh, Rave. And let's Shannon Briggs down- was on the Fuji's album, saying racist stuff in a Chinese <laughs> food store.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Ra rah, like a Chinese dragon. Uh, Rave. Here we go. Quick. Uh, let's play the uh, roulette of news. I'm gonna get your take on whether you care. Uh, Lomachenko, Teo. Fimo Lopez, the lightweight unification bout. Per Mark Kriegel, who talked to Bob Arum, who some guy named Ben Baby for ESPN wrote a story, we're gonna see that fight September nineteenth, most likely in Vegas. And according to Igles Klamos manager Kavalev, uh we won't need a crowd. Meaning the, the 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 that must mean the financials are set. This will not be dependent upon a crowd. Um Loma, and I think you can understand he is getting older, right? You want to do this now. You don't want to get to Triple G Canelo era, right? You want to do this now. They want to do this now. So it's going to happen, Rafe. Uh, and, and heads up. It's going Yo, to be a challenge, Rafe.
1: Yeah. Number one. It's going to be a challenge, but Vasili will bring his whores to the war. We know this. Yes. He always, he always comes with the full stable of horses. And, um, but for real, look, I, Fingers crossed that this is legit, that it stays on track, that it happens on this schedule. I mean, if it gets – if it doesn't, I'm not going to – I still want to see it whenever it happens. But please, 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 please. I mean, it's a fantastic fight. However they can get it done, God bless them for doing it.
0: Uh, Rafe Gold, I agree with you. Golden Boy continues to send Ryan Garcia to Purgatory here, which is just going to alienate that relationship. Uh, and the latest, did you see him yesterday? Uh, for some reason, ESPN's Ariel Hawani, the MMA guy who is smitten with Ryan Guy on Twitter, if you follow him. They uh, probably, probably
1: have some friendly agents.
0: Uh, wow, that's a fair call. Uh, had that him agent
1: called your agent. I get on your show.
0: Uh, had him on his live Instagram show or whatever. I don't know what it was, but uh, it was weird. So here's the deal: Rai guy had a mask on, Rafe, a COVID mask during the interview, even though he was in his house. He was in his house, Rafe. I'm wondering if he was covering up a cold sore that came from some, <laughs> some
1: underage. Uh, uh, no, just kidding. Um, maybe he, maybe maybe he had like, a, was it just a regular mask? He wasn't like maybe. He, I'm thinking maybe he had like a hickey or something, and he didn't want to be scene because somebody watching that interview would be, would would catch him with it, yeah. and then he would have a a whole world of trouble on his hands. Like I, he has these, it's like he still has these high school problems because he it. Yeah, goes high it goes down in the DMs.
0: Wow, that was a gross laugh I had there. That was like the old guy gross like <laughs> oh, show me your DM laugh. Uh, hey,
1: Brian Ryan, tell me about all the girls you slept <laughs> with.
0: Wow, get us it? No, stop it. Uh, Rafe, here's the deal. Uh, he all he talked about on there, all Rye guy talked about outside of some awkward talk about Oscar was MMA and how he wants to fight Henry Cejudo and now he wants to do an MMA match with Dylan Danis. Stop, stop, stop. So because they are holding him out over. Funny. um Jorge Linares and everyone else is going to move on four different opponents rumored for Ryan Garcia over the past few months are all just announced fights August 28th Jorge Linares against Javier Fortuna Rafe sign me up sign me up very, Rafe.
1: very I mean, that's one of the better quarantine fights period we've seen I mean that's that's good stuff It's going to be at that casino in Indio that they do no media, no fans. Rafe, okay? So I think that's probably appropriate. uh, What's our what's our buddy? Also, also not very different from many of the uh, (laughs) Fantasy Springs shows that I have attended. There's almost no media and almost no fans. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, touche. Eddie Herndon's garden party is official. Last week it was announced. Four cards. Beginning August 1st, ending August 22nd. So apparently Eddie doesn't live there anymore. Dan Rayfield told Showtime Podcast that it's now the, just the matchroom offices, that giant mansion, but it's in the backyard, Rafe. So here's the deal. The fight cards, they kind of blow. One of the main, the first main event ain't that bad. Remember Sam Eggington, the bloke who sent, uh, Paulie to hell?
1: Retired Polly. I, I, mean, I retired
0: well, Polly and I, I
1: retired his
0: girl. I, and I listen to your album. Uh he's gonna take on Ted Cheeseman. Hell yeah, sign me up for that.
1: I um, mean, you know that is going to be just the the murder zone. I mean, those guys do not know the word defense. It will be fun. Uh, the they, other fight, cards, they have balls, too.
0: The other cards blow. All four are going to be on zone, except for that August 22nd card. It's decent. It'll be a pay-per-view Pay on Sky Sports box office in England. It'll be a zone card. It's Dillian White against Alexander Povacim. And Katie Taylor in the Coleman was supposed to be Amanda Serrano. There's all this contract nonsense of, you know, whatever. It's probably going to be... Uh, it's not going to be Delphum, Persina Delphum, Delphine... Persina <laughs> Delphine... The Delphine pursuant. Yeah, yeah, that that cop, that wild uh, face-first cop. Uh, I, I, I already defunded her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, Rafe, I'm into that. Obviously, I'm into that. Is that the best fight of the summer, true or false?
1: Uh, Povetkin and White? Yes. Well, now that Zepeda and Baranchik is off, it probably is. There's a, there's one other kind of sexy top rank thing I thought, but I can't remember anymore. But oh, yeah, right. it is. It's the biggest fight. It, let's let's just say it is. That was Uncle very there. Roy Jones' Uncle of
0: You You were like, yeah, it is. Uh, Rafe, uh, we we did not mention Miguel Burchell fall over the weekend, and people are saying he didn't look great on that top rank Saturday card from As TV Azteca. I didn't watch it.
1: I don't. Put, I didn't watch it. Either. I don't put any stock. He was fighting another like thirteen and. 15 guy. Oh, it, these guys are just shaking off corn, rust.
0: Corn it's uh, nothing. Uh,
1: it's necessary. It's part of the job. You know, they've been in quarantine. They, they probably haven't been training well. Uh, this it, was just a shake off rust, stay busy type thing. It, it's These are strange times. I'm not, I, whether you look good or bad, that fight means nothing. I will evaluate him the next time he does a real defense of his belt. He wants Oscar Valdez. Awesome fight! Make that they can make that. Those guys don't get paid that much that they can't make that in quarantine. Please make that. It's an awesome fight. A
0: lot of people who have criticized rightfully Dana White not paying UFC fighters what they're earned have looked at the paydays from Tuesday night's Saucedo card, and Rave have noticed that uh, Saucedo made thirty-five k. His opponent made twenty-five k. Given the times, and look, this is Top Rank Appreciation Hour. But maybe that was the first hour of the show. Given the times, is that okay? No live crowd. Are you okay with that?
1: Um, look, am I okay? Is it? Yes, I think I am okay with it. That, that only because in the economics of like in in, in the world of boxing, Sosaedo Fredrickson, where would that show up? That would be like an untelevised. No, 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 no. no pay per view. No. That's like you got. That's like the last thing before the pay per view broadcast begins. Uh, it's, it's a deep undercard fight in uh, that, that probably makes around that much money or, you know, like the price sounds basically in line with what they would have made, uh, any other, you know, in normal times. Now, I guess the argument will be, well, this is not, that they, they aren't fighting on an, on unseen pay-per-view. They are, they are on TV. They're on ESPN primetime and they deserve, you know, and because they're, this is, these are the people whose work and sweat and toil and blood is going into providing this entertainment that ESPN so desperately needs. Maybe, maybe you could throw them a effing bone and give them a little bit, give them a bump for doing this, risking their lives in the ring and risking their families' lives fighting in this fake ass bubble wow. Uh, wow. and, and wow. spreading, spreading viruses, you know, uh, like, like, yeah, maybe, maybe they could get a little bit more, but if you're just looking at it as in very simple business terms, no, it, it, that's basically what they're worth. Wow, uh, Evan Corn Line One, not happy. Wow. Okay, yeah. It was a it was a love and tug of kindness. I so, mean, look, 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 look. I think they're they're working the bubble very responsibly, and that's good. Yeah, they At are. the same time, how many people have like getting? How many people have already? How much interstate travel of COVID positive people have already has already occurred thanks to this effort? Yeah. Once or twice a week. Um, Now, it's a drop in the bucket because the entire situation is, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of cases. So maybe it doesn't matter. And yeah, it doesn't matter because everybody got to get on with their lives. But it ain't like it's it's, um, you know, no doctor out there saying, yeah, you should do this. Uh, Riff, I did want to shout out the
0: DM slide that you hit me up on Instagram of Nico Macias live story of him playing with a skunk in his house as if the skunk is a kitten. And it says on the bottom of the screen, I love this dude. Him-
1: you, you, I'm saying this is this is an ongoing, this is like a soap opera. Yeah, this is. He he wow. found a baby skunk. Ah, wow. He, and he's raising it. I don't know when. So eventually the skunk is going to turn on him. <laughs> and I just hope he posts that video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this skunk is going to send him to hell. Do I have any skunk sounds on this board, Rafe? Do I? At the end of the no, 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 maybe, maybe, yeah. no. Okay. That was great. Lemur. All right. That's where we lost all the viewers. Rafe, let's put a button on a ribbon on this show so you can get back with your life. Uh, Eric Gomez of Golden Boy says Canelo will come back to end 2020. But it won't be most likely against a world champion given the economic. So what this means in real terms is Canelo has a guarantee, right? The $35 million. So in some ways, the quarantine doesn't necessarily affect him because the zone owes him the money. He wants to stay busy. They need a fight worth watching. He's going to fight. But without a gate, they can't pay an opponent anything worth a crap. So it's going to be soft. Uh Does this mean when they say... And if you read that story on boxing scene presented by Manouk uh, Akopian. Akopian, Manuk Akopian, love that guy, by the way, uh, it says that Canelo prefers 68 for the next fight and that it won't be against a champ. So is this still with Willie Monroe Jr. or does this open the door for a very handsome opponent?
1: What about this? Mungia? No, 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 no. You no, are no, next, my no, friend. No, 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 be no, fun. No, no.
0: He's not a champion. It's it will too, be fun. It's good of a fight. They're not going to do that. Look if, look, if it's Lemieux, I'm going to be honest here. He, I mean, he'll break the Lemieux apart, but if it's Lemieux, it's Kirkland too. It's Kirkland part two. That's it is Kirkland part two, but that's so that much was fun. That's so much better than a Willie Monroe jr. Who yes. I know he's working by the way. He's working with Pedro Diaz, the Cuban trainer. And I, and I respect that. He look what he did to Miguel at 54, right? Made him defensive and, and all that. Um, yeah. I mean, look, you want a guy in there who at least has a shot at catching Canelo with something to make it interesting. But yeah, that's, I mean, what do we know? Um, we're just we're just look, the boxing I, media, Rafe. What do we know?
1: This is yeah. YouTube. This is not the mainstream boxing media. Right. I don't have to watch my words for fear of the political fallout. Yeah, take that top ring. What do you got, Rafe? Oh, I was gonna say, um, it's a fun fight. It's not a important competitive fight, but that's what you you can't we can't. Unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of that. Uh, may look, I do hope that Teofimo Lopez and Vasily Lomachenko fight. That's the kind of great fight uh, we will be very fortunate to see in these times. And uh, is that
0: does that have to be a pay per view?
1: It has to be, right? I, I have no clue. It depends on how. I don't know. I, I don't know what their, how their budgets work. It, it, does it have to be a pay-per-view? No. I think they may choose to make it a pay-per-view to squeeze some more money out of it, and that, that's probably the right thing to do. I mean, who cares uh, about growing the sport right isn't
0: now? Isn't it I mean, crazy that two of the things that we hate about the sport because they're in some ways anti-fan, which is bringing big fights to uh, questionable countries who have a lot of money and B, throwing fights on pay-per-view just because you can, those are two things that, that we need right now in the quarantine, right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much the only way those big fights seem like they will get done. And there's probably not even enough pay-per-view money to make the, the hugest fights, which are the ones that we are likely to see going over uh, going abroad to various uh, you know places with spotty human rights records.
0: Bob Arum studied abroad; a few of them in the Philippines that time at the uh, Grand Garden Hotel. Uh, we're gonna close. Happy birthday, fifty-four! To Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, baby.
1: Mike Tyson, I Let's like go. Mike
0: Tyson. Let's I go. like Mike Tyson. Let's go. I still got abs. I saw the pictures on Twitter. Uh, according to my MMA co-host Sugar Rashad Evans, the UFC Hall of Famer, who is very good friends with Mike Tyson. In fact, not Does only did he they do um,
1: the weird hallucinogens yes, and that's, psychedelics that's with that's him how and Cezar,
0: good friends. They do the uh, the Toad. They do the MDM. That's fascinating. Um, and they've they've both Mike Tyson and Rashad Evans have found healing. Through that, from
1: everyone know. who I've never, I guess, I guess the people who have bad toad trips to probably turn into vegetables and never speak again. But everyone who comes back from the toad trip says it changed them in like profound ways. And yeah, I it's like it. a Come 10 down. minute
0: trip. We're, it's it's you like, wanna, a quick. do you want
1: to organize a, a toad, a bro trip and I do some toads?
0: You, me, peyote, the desert. Uh, I think we need follow for that. Fo- yeah,
1: James, James Foley.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jim. Yeah, James. James Foley of of uh, of Formerly, the, I think
1: he's got he's got a hookup too. The I Folo think. Folo
0: punch. Yeah, he probably does. That guy. That guy. Uh, he's yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have anything nice to say about Mike Tyson? The impending comeback. Do you want to share your favorite Mike Tyson memory? Did you ever believe Mike Tyson would make it to fifty four?
1: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I didn't think that he was not going to. I didn't really. I wasn't thinking that hard about it. I guess you could have said that at points in times of his life. But gee, that's a grim way to think. Well, uh, you weren't involved anyway. in the
0: Detloff Deadpool at some point, and uh,
1: yeah, okay. I don't do the Deadpool. Me neither. Um, uh, yeah. you know, I like the movie though. Great, Jim Carrey's first uh, screen appearance, and 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 uh, Clint Eastwood doing his his dirty Harry <laughs> act, which is so offensive now. It's pretty great. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't know. Happy birthday, man! 54. That's uh, that. That's not a milestone number, but every number matters. Good it's not, for you. He's not
0: young. Okay,
1: Take that money, player. Write
0: that will out. It's, it's not young, but uh, he's gonna come back. Uh, if if you if I gave you access right now with one click on days in to every Tyson fight, and you had a cold one, and you were sitting back on your own free time. Which one would you watch first?
1: I guess Holyfield one.
0: Great fight. Great fight. Not
1: exactly Mike's, you know, like not, not exactly the, the Mike at his best, but that's is he, has, is, what's what, is he in another great fight like that?
0: Um, that's weird because that is a great fight. And yet it's largely one sided, but it, it's just a great fight. Um, the two my, I am in love with the two Rays erotic fights. They're competitive. They're back and forth. Like, yeah, the Showtime pay per views, I I bought those on DVD many, many years ago. I would probably go to those first. I love me the first Holyfield fight. But no, for for a crazy career, Rafe, he doesn't have a lot of competitive back and forth fights. Look, you know what is? Buster Douglas. At times, right? Douglas owned the early rounds with the jab and the one-two, but Tyson made a comeback there and made that a fight. That that's actually it's a fight we only revisit for the upset and the historical purposes. But it's a fun it's a fun ass fight. On top of that,
1: yeah, no, that is. Uh, I get it's it stinks. You want I mean, that is that's that is the big mark against Mike Tyson's Hall of Fame career is that he in those in the in a lot of those best fights and in the ones where he was really in trouble he didn't he didn't put he never, he didn't rise above it and that could have been circumstance it could have been i i hesitate to go the full teddy atlas like yes. we saw his character and there was none uh type you know thing he, he seems like he's overcome quite a lot in life if not uh in a couple of his biggest moments in the ring but he because doesn't you know all of his best fights are ones where he you know he gets upset unfortunately or he tries to
0: break franz bolta's arm or uh, yeah, you know where I'm going with that. Um, he's never won a fight in which he's gotten knocked down, all that. Hopefully the toad, the, 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 MTM, I, don't know, I can't even say it right. DMt
1: right? It's G-H-M-A. like the same. May. You know, hopefully all, right, all that. We, look, we're 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 square guys. We're, we're we're we didn't even know what fish scale meant back when yeah, Angel yeah, Garcia first put that out. We were we, we talked about it on the Grantland podcast, and then felt like a couple of true dopes. Were yeah, like well... uh it's cocaine, man. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mess <laughs> around with the bougar sugar in my in right. my that's, drug That's why you know? never got to hang out with the freaks. Yep, yep. you're you the real one. This is what I asked for. This, what you're this gonna is what you gonna get this? And that's what I want—the real deal. the raw dog. This is yeah. the real one. I can't yeah. tell if
0: that's a a drug deal, if they're about to fight, or if they're about to bang. And that's that's that's, that's the, the that's why I love that sound so much, Rafe. Uh, but just in case it was one of those three, all, you know,
1: about, in in it's all it's All about it's all about the
0: lube, man. It's all about just getting back moving, getting back moving. All right, thank you. Uh, by the way, I hope Keith. This is a closing comment here. I would really like a society to get back to normal, get rid of this disease this illness, I would really like B to make big-time boxing fights and C. Rafe, I don't want Keith Thurman to become American. I want Keith Thurman, who, by the way, I say this, and I mean this, I think the best performance of his career came against Pacquiao. I think he won the fight. It was a great fight. It was a really good fight, Rafe, okay? He was great against Porter and Garcia, too, but specifically against Porter. But um, I would like him to come back and be a thing. Could you imagine what the best version of him against Spence looks like? That's a great fight, Rafe, and you know it.
1: It is a great fight. It just seems, unfortunately, that Keith doesn't that, that the best version of Keith Thurman may not come back because of the injuries and all the layoffs. But I hope that's not true. I hope I, I hope that he does at least look what I think a reasonable thing to hope for. Look, well, hope for more, but a reasonable thing like where I would put my hopes is Keith Thurman having one last great night either you know either pushes someone like spence or, or terrence crawford if that were to happen even though he's not a true walterweight uh pushing them to the absolute brink in a losing effort upsetting someone on that level i like yes if we get one more glorious champion keith thurman knight And he hasn't – not that he's given us dozens of them, but to see him in peak form against the best of the best in a great fight once, I think – I really do hope we get to see that because I think he would impress us. Even if he didn't win, if he lost to another great fighter, it's kind of what happened – I don't know if Keith Thurman himself is a great fighter, but another excellent world-class fighter. If he lost to another one of those guys, which is what we saw in Pacquiao – that's that's a that's a great fight. That's a fun See fight.
0: Seeing what the outcome is. I'm pro boner. Um, I did want to play you a song that Keith uh, played at his wedding to his lovely wife. It's a song about love and happiness. <laughs> I mean look, he's he is in touch with with the the eastern elements. I'm very. I like that.
2: Later, but for your cat. Oh, thank goodness. What
0: was that? Um, but I YouTuber. love yoga. I love
1: philosophy. Um, um, I'm into world religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, I, original Christianity. Um, so I'm just diverse, a
0: little little outside of the box thinking. Um, I dropped out of high school, but that doesn't mean that you
1: can't be self-educated in life. Is that really you? Is that who you really are? Or is this an image you're putting out there? Because you know it's kind of attractive to be the alternative to a regular... A boxer. Well, if I cared about my image, I'd probably have a million followers by now on Instagram, and I'm really not that kind of guy. Uh, he's more into – I guess he's is – is, is it throwing some subtle shade at Ryan Garcia? Eh,
0: well, it's possible. It is possible. Uh, Rafe, that's the show for this week. I'm sure you have to go p- pee in a bottle somewhere. Um, thank you to Jose Zepeda, to Top Rank, for being who they are, to Evan Korn, a fantastic PR guy, facilitator, provider. Uh thank you Rafe Bartholomew for entertaining our people. I don't know how large our people are, but, oh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh I've uh, looked at a lot of guys. Yes, man. yes.
0: But uh uh they're hard. Let me just tell you that much, okay? They are, you know.
1: They're both great guys
0: and hard men. But thank you to all of our hard men out there. Um they have a stick. Thank you. Um thank you for listening. Uh please hire Rafe, right?
1: No. Sure, I'll take it. I'm okay. down.
0: Okay, okay. We'll Higher um, uh, No, right. thank you,
1: Brian, and thanks to our listeners. We yes. love
0: you. Yes, I, I see you running these streets. Uh, do you have a closing message at all, Rafe? I,
1: I just, I think maybe just we out. Right, we out. All,
0: right. all right. There are things that motivate us more than others in this world, but uh, why don't we go out with with just a little 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 more, one more taste of, of, of Broner? Okay, let's hear spoil yeah, one more time. What so the bitches are be on? Yeah, stay loyal. Thank you to my listeners. Yeah, stay loyal. We you know
1: what? You know where this is going. Broner and uh Danny Garcia's sisters, the Cianji twins, are gonna do a song together. Oh, God.
0: Where are you going with that? That's to- all
1: it's just a collabo it's just a song all
0: right? I'm Am I not allowed saying I'll even things? mention them on the air how old are they? I'm Pro Boner Boner and that Thank you uh thank you okay
1: uh the CNG twins they're, they're they're talented girls Rafe. Look, it's, they, they, they they have more – they have millions of followers on Instagram too. They're more popular on Instagram than Danny Garcia, no, no, the no. one who makes the money in no, the family. No, 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 no. Hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. John, this is Danny's night. Hold on. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, actually, Jim Gray needs to go in there and, and write the situation in that family because that is, that is an imbalance. I don't get it. Well, Danny bangs. This is all about Danny. He's had a big, busy year. He wants to go out on a bang. Thank
0: you. Okay. I got no more jokes, no more sound effects. I got two words. Okay?
2: We out.